So we went from having an average contract size of $750 to over $4,000 in one single year because we got serious about our business and we got serious about how we were bringing in revenue and what we said yes to. You're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right, welcome into another episode of The Render Podcast. I am your host, Cam, and I'm excited to share with you a little bit more of my story. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that I mention a little bit of my story along the way, but here is a closer look at it, and I'm excited to let you in on what has made me the person that I am and how my business has gotten to where it is today. So let's just dive right in. So I want to start with where I grew up and how I grew up. Um, I moved around as a kid growing up. I was born and raised in Kansas City, Kansas, Johnson County, and moved to Washington State when I was seven, moved to Boston, Massachusetts, then to Phoenix, and then to Dallas, and then back to Phoenix. Man, I've jumped around a lot, and I think I counted it up at one point, and I believe we had moved as a family 11 times, and in my entire lifetime, outside of just growing up, I've moved 18 times. That's a ton. That's a lot of moving. So maybe that's half the reason why I own a rental company, We do short-term moves, so gosh, maybe that has something to do with it. So let's start at the very beginning. So my mom and dad were um, and still are an incredible example of, of human beings and how to approach this world that we live in. And growing up in a home with a mom who... Um, was mainly a stay-at-home mom. I have three younger brothers, and so having four kids, there was a lot to do, I'm sure. I have two kids of my own, and I can't imagine adding two more to the mix. Gosh, it must have been a lot. But my mom, she planned dinner every single night. We had dinner at home more often than we ate out, and she was the kind of mom that planned dinner with themed placemats and a centerpiece and a table runner most nights and found a reason to honestly celebrate anything and everything as often as possible. Birthdays, we had signs and balloons in our rooms. I remember that um, and now looking back because I have my own kids, I remember waking up to streamers hanging in my room and my floor just being covered in helium balloons and just blown up balloons and just it feeling like such a party from the moment we woke up to the moment we went to bed. And of course, it became a birthday week. And so those balloons lasted all week. And it was just so fun to wake up to that. And so through all of that time, um, I have learned to celebrate anything and everything. 
On birthdays, we had the balloons and we had the streamers. My parents would sneak into our rooms late at night to decorate our rooms. And then, of course, she would ask us what our favorite cake was and she'd make a beautiful cake for us. She would either cook us our favorite meal or we'd go out for our favorite meal. And we would get as many presents as possible that year. If she could split up a gift into two packages... By gosh, she did it. She wanted to make sure that we felt so loved and so well cared for. And so she made a big deal about any celebration we could. I mean, you think about any celebration like Christmases and Thanksgiving and New Year's and Fourth of July, and there was a theme to it, and there was decorations, and there was so much thought put into it. My mom is the most intentional person I know, and I am so thankful for that as an example. Thanks, Mama, if you are listening to this, for just leading out so well. Now, my dad, he worked his way up the corporate ladder, and he had a business mindset at home as well. So he had uh, to-do lists on Excel spreadsheets, and uh, and they were a mile long. I swear, they were a mile long, and um, sometimes double-sided if you printed them out or wrote them out. But he also had such a strong work ethic. I remember him waking up being the first one up, um, unless he was beat to that by my youngest brother, Jonah. But he would try to be the first one up. He'd do his Bible study and make breakfast and um, just try to prep for the day before everybody else. And he would be in his office late at night because he was working on something, whether it be work-related or giving back somehow, but he was always um, working. He was always having just this strong, strong work ethic, and um, I get that from him as well. Um, I feel like I have the best of both worlds when it comes to entrepreneurship because I have that creative side from my mom, and I have that business mindset from my dad, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, I know that because of both of them, I am who I am today, and um, I think it's been a great, I had a great childhood, and I, I had a great um, way that I grew up, and so I want to tell you a little bit about how my adult life has been and how I've gotten to who I am. So through my life, gosh, I've had hard seasons. I've had trials and I've had moments in my life that I just didn't think I would get past. However, through every single season that I've had, I've always said this. Here's what I said. I said, just make the next best decision. So if you're faced in a situation where you have one option to go this way and one option to go that way, What's the next best decision that I can make? Now, it might not be the um, best perfect decision. It might not be that there is um, maybe both are great decisions or maybe both are not so great decisions, but what's the next best decision that I can make here? And so um, one of the very first seasons that really shaped who I am today was back in 2009. Um, So this was the first hardest year of my life. Um, It started on July 31st of 2009. Our family home, it had burned down. We lost everything. I mean, 
literally everything other than what was on our backs or in our cars. It, our house was um, struck by lightning and it was one of those Texas storms that it's like strobe lights. And if you are in Texas or if you've been to Texas or maybe you have some storms similar in your city, um, but it was just one of those nights that it felt like was strobe lights of lightning and it was just this really, really bad storm. And I was actually sleeping over at a friend's house that night and my mom called me at 7 a.m. and she said, um, I need you to come home. Our house was struck by lightning and um, and they just finished putting the fires out. I was like, huh, good joke, mom. That didn't happen. She's like, no, it did. I need you to come home. So came home and didn't realize that when I drove up, what used to be a two-story house was now a one-story house and you could see through the house to the backyard and it was a tough sight to see on top of that in 2009 my dad battled cancer and uh, my two uh, two of my grandparents on my mom's side were both diagnosed with alzheimer's and it was a further along type of alzheimer's it wasn't a new thing which later we found out was cancer mixed in with it um, so those two health conditions within my family just made that year even more difficult and even more of a trial to work through mentally and spiritually and emotionally. And it was tough. It was so tough. And on top of that, my boyfriend of two years had broken up with me. We had moved from Phoenix to Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona to Dallas, Texas. And the long distance was tough. If you've gone through long distance relationship, you know. And um, we ended up breaking up. And that year was one of the toughest years of my life. And, and so when you think about a year that has been really tough, you might resonate with that. And you might say, gosh, I've had a similar year. Um, it might be this year in 2020. Well, so in 2010, after that, I was faced with deciding what I wanted to do for college. I was trying to decide if I wanted to go the traditional route of a four-year college degree, or if I wanted to start my life figuring out what I wanted to do. After dabbling in maybe a few college classes, I decided to go work for David's Bridal, which I later found out that Man, I was a great saleswoman. I was the top saleswoman in the state of Arizona. And who knew I loved sales so much? So while I was working for David's Bridal, I was also in the middle of launching my planning business. And it was incredibly freeing to know that I could create something and be my own boss and be the one that controls my schedule. And so while I was working simultaneously on both businesses, I was learning how to navigate this season and navigate um, owning a business and making some decisions along the way. So if you are in the events industry, we all have that one event that sticks out in our mind and it's typically probably closer to the starting of your business or within the first couple of years. And so I have this one event that sticks out um, in my mind that just kind of changed the perspective of events for me. And this year was the year of 2012. 
So it was wedding day. It's game time. The wedding day was here and all the logistics had been pulled together after many events. Um, we had been deciding on which flowers to have and which pieces of decor um, to show off the bride and the groom best. And every vendor was checked off the details list for their teams. And so it's go time. And the wedding honestly went off without a hitch. There's not very many events that happen that everything is perfect, but this was one of them. I don't remember one thing happening that um, that that altered the day, but it was an incredible day. This couple, I got to help them put together some of their DIY decor. So this is back when DIY was super popular. People wanted burlap runners and lace. They wanted twine-wrapped bottles and mason jars and books covered with pretty uh, wrapping paper and, and all of that. If you remember being in events back then, you totally remember those days. And so I had the unique opportunity to help her put together all these things. And so her and her mom, they both kind of um, took me along the journey of making those. And we just formed this friendship and this relationship together. And at the end of the night, my couple and her mom said to me, they said, you know, we don't have time. We don't have time to sell all of these centerpieces we made and all the burlap runners and all the other decor pieces that you helped us make. And, you know, I'm sure that you have other brides that are getting married soon that might want to use them. So do you just want to take them home and see if your couples want them? And if not, maybe you can just go donate them. And so that's where it all started in 2012. That night when my couple asked me if I wanted their decor, that started my love and my passion for event decor and rentals. And and now it's become a growing and thriving rental company and where it's at today. And so that's where it started. It started with small pieces like mason jars and burlap runners and lace. And quickly, I had other couples who were using those items and they were saying, well, what about some wine barrels? And what about a wooden backdrop or shelving shelving for our escort cards? So of course, we added in what they requested and slowly kept growing the business to where it is today. So that was 2012. I was keeping doing wedding planning and rentals at the same time. And so in 2014, I moved. I had started both businesses in Phoenix, Arizona, and I moved to Texas after a life decision of filing for a divorce and landing myself back home in Dallas. And to be completely honest with you, it was an embarrassing thing. I was embarrassed and I was shamed for deciding to file for a divorce while I was doing wedding planning and having this company. And it was a huge weight and a huge burden that I was carrying. Well, but little did I know that right after moving to Dallas, I was going to find out that I was pregnant and I was signing up to be a single mom at the time. And so tough season, numero dos for me. This one was a bit harder than the first one. Remember, I told you that I had my house that burned down and um, some cancer and some Alzheimer's happening in my family. Well, this one hit a little bit closer to me. Um, I had never imagined my life coming to a place of being a single, divorced, pregnant mama. But unfortunately, that's where life landed me. 
And due to circumstances, I'm not going to go into the why and the decision behind that. But at the time and still to this day, I believe that that was the right decision for my life. And so um, I've now had the unique opportunity to start my rental business twice and learn from the first time what to do better the second time. And to be honest, I was slower to grow my company in Dallas as I was focused on adjusting to this new life while working another full-time job to keep up with our expenses personally as a single mom. Shout out to all those single moms who know that life is tough and finances are tough when you have yourself and a baby to pay for. If you're a parent at all, you know those expenses are high. And so it was a tough time uh, financially for myself. And so while I was trying to do another full-time job, I was trying to also build this side hustle business for myself. Before I moved to Phoenix and found out I was pregnant and being in going through a divorce, I had finally stepped into my full-time company in doing rentals and wedding planning. And so to go back to a point where I had to have a second job, man, that was tough because I had known what it would felt like to just be able to own your own business. And so over my life, you have to know this, I've always had a couple things that I've been working on, whether it be a couple sports each season in school or whether it be working a couple jobs at the same time. So when I moved to Dallas, I had to make it work. So I did what I normally would do is have a couple things that I'm doing at the same time. So I worked 40 hours as a real estate agent um, assistant And then I worked about 20 to 30 hours in my rental business and about 20 hours at a boutique. Now, honestly, I worked at the boutique to fund my clothing wardrobe. However, I did learn some very valuable skills to add to the tool belt of skills I've been learning since my very first job at Baskin Robbins. Um, So from 2014, when I moved to Dallas... To 2017, I worked those jobs. I poured all of the revenue from my, at the time, side hustle of my rental business back into the business to help grow the inventory, pay for the advertising, and keep growing it to a place where I could actually step away from my full time job and my part time boutique job and just step into the business full time. So when I moved back to Dallas in 2014, I, of course, took over my parents' garage, which they were certainly not very thrilled about. So the storage units came, and I moved into our very first 10 by 30 storage unit. And then a few months later, I got another unit, and a few months later, I got another one, and I kept adding those inventory pieces, so I had to keep adding storage units. So by the time that 2017 rolled around, I was paying the exact same amount in storage units as I would be paying in a warehouse or an office. So the Whitlock warehouse came. It came in 2017 in the summertime. This is also the same year that I started paying myself a salary. I hired my first employee. I got married for the second time. I bought a new home and I had a baby. I'd say that's quite a busy year. So on top of all of that, I hit over 100 events with my business and I bought out another rental company. Crazy. Can you imagine? So let's recap. I got a warehouse. I started paying myself a salary for the very first time in my rental company. I hired my first employee. I got married. 
bought a new house. I had a baby. I uh, excelled my revenue goal that I had for the year in events. I bought out another rental company. And to top it all off, I had, and to top it all off, my husband had been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. That was the toughest part. And if awards were being given out for as many life changes as possible in one year, I'd have to say I probably would take the award for that in 2017. I do not recommend having that type of a year. It was very stressful and um, very, very tough to say the least. So I mentioned that I hired my very first employee Her name is Kaylee. She's on my team today, and you may have heard her on some previous episodes when we launched the podcast, but I hired Kaylee as my very first employee, and it's kind of a funny story because I was actually sitting in the waiting room with my husband as we were finding out about the diabetes, and she was calling me to follow up on her interview. She had interviewed a week or two before we had um, gone to the hospital for him, and I knew that I was going to hire her from the moment she even walked into my office for her interview. I knew I was going to hire her after the interview, but life honestly just got in the way of calling her back. And so I sat in that hospital and she ended up calling me. I answered, of course, and said, hello, this is Cam. And she answered and she said, hey, this is Kaylee. I interviewed with you a couple weeks ago hadn't heard. And so I'm just calling to follow up with you. And of course I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I did not get back to you, but yes, you're hired. (laughs) But I said, I'm at the hospital right now with my husband who's currently being diagnosed with diabetes. And in two days, I'm being induced with my daughter to be born. So here's the deal. It's almost Christmas and I'm going to have to set you up with some things to do and I'll pay you an hourly rate, but here's what you're going to do. I'm going to send you an email with a breakdown of all the inventory that we've got and the clients coming up that that coordinates with. And then I want you to just take a deep dive into the website and the social media accounts and I'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. So here we go. We went through all of that. We went through Christmas, had a great new year's and it was ready for her first day officially in the office. And I knew that day when I came in that after the three weeks that I'd given her of do these things and I'll follow up with you, I figured she'd be gone. I figured she wouldn't show up. I was convinced of it. I said, no way that she is going to show up after really honestly scrappy um, hiring techniques. But sure enough, she came in And I am so incredibly blessed to have her on the team today, having gone through so much in our company, but also so much during the time of her being hired. Honestly, I don't remember all the exact details. I'm sure she does, but it was a little bit of a foggy time for me. And so, man, it was was a tough time, but I'm thankful that I had her on my side. And so that was 2017. Major, major year. So 2018 was another pivotal year for us. It was a fresh year. We decided, all right, let's do this. Let's get serious about the business. 
So it was a pivotal year. We went from doing about 100 events or so the previous year to scaling it to 500 events in 2018. Take that in for a moment. We went from 100 events to 500 events in one stinking year. That's crazy. That's a lot. (laughs) So back when we bought out that other rental company in 2017, I had to end up adding on five more storage units onto the warehouse that I had also been renting because I just ran out of room. I remember walking into that warehouse right when we had signed papers and it was all completed. We had to get some renovations done. And I remember walking in and saying, oh my gosh, we have so much room. Look at all this room. We just went from storage units. Now we have this massive warehouse. It's going to be awesome. By the way, it was a thousand square foot warehouse, but it was our first warehouse. It was so exciting. And I filled that thing up real quick, real quick. (laughs) So we ended up adding five more storage units on when we bought out that rental company. And then we ended up buying out another rental business in 2018. We hired four more people on the team because going from 100 to 500 events, you need some extra people. And honestly, we said yes to anything and everything that came our way. And for those two years, 2017 and 18, gosh, we busted everything that we had and we honestly just worked our tails off. And at the end of the year of 2018, we were exhausted. I mean, we were so tired. I remember looking at everybody at the table after that year had finished and in our yearly review, We talked about the fact that we went from doing 100 to 500 events and everyone just was like, let's not do that again. So 500 events for a small team is a ton. So in 2019, we decided to get really serious about our numbers and and how we operated and why we wanted our company to look differently that next year. So we kicked off the year with a rebrand. We got intentional about what we actually said yes to. And then we figured out what it looked like to actually scale a rental business without just rallying up all of those expenses and paying so much. And so we figured that out. We figured out what that looked like by adding um, different spreadsheets and adding a budget and adding in how do we make this work and what do our numbers actually look like. We also added on a floral division to the business that services weddings and corporate clients And we focused mostly on the corporate and social side. So we went from having an average contract size of $750 to over $4,000 in one single year because we got serious about our business and we got serious about how we were bringing in revenue and what we said yes to. And the two things that I can attest this to and how we've become a highly profitable rental company is one, we decided, hey, there's more to rental companies and more to events than just weddings. And the second thing is we decided we need to get serious about the number side of our business before we even charge one single thing. Those are the two things that changed for us. And so currently, we operate the same way. We serve every event that you could ever think of. Weddings, social, corporate, brain activations, you name it, we do it. 
We do rentals, we do floral, um, and we bring in seven figures of revenue alone with very little debt to our name. In the Rental Biz Academy that just launched, if you know anything about it, if you've been following us for a while, you'll know that we just launched a new course, the Rental Biz Academy. We teach you exactly how we went from being a a very small, uh, struggling rental company to being a seven-figure profitable rental company. And it took a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of intentionality to get there. But I know that you can do the same thing. So I want to tell you a little bit about Rental Biz Academy. I started thinking about this idea about a year ago. Back in 2019, at the end of the year, I had this strong pull on my heart and it said, hey, you've been through a lot. You've been through some really tough times and you need to share your story and you need to share with other people how to get serious about their business. And I kind of ignored it for a little while because I was like, nah, that's a lot of work. I don't think I have time for that. But honestly, I had to do it. I could not stop this thinking. I could not stop this thought that kept coming into my mind of, hey, you need to share your story. Hey, you need to make a course for rental businesses. So that's where the Rental Biz Academy came in. We actually filmed the course twice. We made the worksheets twice. We went through the spreadsheets twice. And we made everything for the Rental Biz Academy two times. Why? Well, because of coronavirus. (laughs) We filmed everything and did everything before coronavirus happened. And then because we've gone through yet another very tough season, we decided, you know what? We have a little bit different perspective on the Rental Biz uh, community. And so how do we make this even more tangible and even more relatable? And so we filmed everything a second time. And honestly, I think the second round of filming was better than the first. So I say that's a win. But the Rental Biz Academy is now available and it's on sale today. Today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, today is the last day of the sale and the last day that we are offering a $99 payment on the Rental Biz Academy. You get actually everything in the Rental Biz Academy when you sign up for the course, whether you pay on the monthly plan of $99 per month or if you pay it in full at $12.50. So I wanna talk to you a little bit about what's inside the course because I think it's incredible and I know that you are going to as well. So the very first module is going to take you through setting up your business. It's going to talk to you about, hey, how do we do this thing? How do we set our businesses up for success? The second module goes through products and services. I teach you the number side before we even price out a thing because I think it's important that you know exactly what your numbers look like before you start pricing and before you start charging your clients because otherwise, honestly, we're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks. The third module I take you through our client experience. I take you through exactly how we um, take our clients from learning about us to becoming raving fans of ours. Now, a raving fan, in our opinion, means they've had a great experience 
they share about us and they come back year after year. And so we cover that all in that, um, in that module. The fourth module is branding and marketing. We take you on a deep dive on how do you market a rental company because it's different than other companies. And then the last one talks about finances and a team and how do you grow to become a top rental company. And so we take you through all of that. In the course, you have downloadables upon downloadables upon downloadables because we give you every single thing that we use for our company and you get it all. You get the budget and our contract and our policies and literally everything that we do. You even get our templates for all of the emails that we send out. I mean, it's incredible. I will put the link to find out more about that in the show notes of this podcast. But I'm going to tell you my favorite part of the entire course. My favorite part is the Facebook group. It's exclusive to just the students. And every week on Wednesdays, starting today, August 5th, we are going to be going live and teaching you more on each of the modules. So this week, we're going to be teaching more on module one. Next week is going to be module two. The next week is module three, and we're just going to keep going. And it's a time that you get access straight to me, live in person. You get to ask questions about that module. I'm going to teach you further. It's going to be continued education. And we're excited about that, and I know that our students are as well. So I hope to see you in the Rental Biz Academy. Again, I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you to check it out. But otherwise, I cannot wait to see you in the class. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope that this has been helpful to show the beginning sides of the rental company. Man, we started out right where you are. We started out in our garage then the storage units, then the warehouses, then we moved to our new warehouse. And it's just been with the mindset of what's the next best decision. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I can't wait for you to listen to it. And just a reminder, every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, we go live on our Instagram page at The Render Podcast. So join me there, ask any questions you want to know, and we'll expand a little bit further on that. So I can't wait to see you on Instagram, friends, and I hope you have a fantastic week.